Nighttime operation continues. Nighttime operation continues.
This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Jersey Judah, I did a short episode, less than an hour, drove and saw my cousin, didn't get a chance to record much of what I really wanted to record, but it is what it is, it's uh, 10.51pm and as promised, did something this morning. Did something around four o'clock. Did something about an hour ago. But I'm back. With another episode, a late night, night operation edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. And we're going to do the damn thing. Nothing too long. Probably not even an hour. I still want to be able to go back in the crib and play some video games. I was playing uh, World War One. I. I got Vernum. I think it's called Vernum. And Azanzo. Asanzo, which is supposed to be taking place in Italy. World War One. Hungary. Uh, Hungary. Uh, hungry forces, uh, Italian forces, and all that crazy shit. World War One. I. I was playing a little of that earlier today. I enjoyed it a lot. It's actually um, different than your typical shooter, where you're just running and gunning. I think they only have but like two machine guns in the game. Everything else is bolt action, and your strategy is completely different when you don't have that ammunition and firepower to just run up and kill half of a squad. You got to actually be uh, strategic in a way to take over bases and shit like that. So I've been playing that. But here I am, man. Like I said, I did something with my cousin earlier, all all of which is going to be uploaded tomorrow. All of which will be uploaded Sunday. And I will do one episode, that's right, just one episode tomorrow, and I'll probably do that late evening. Um, but yeah, try to do something earlier. My cousin was uh, tore up off of this moonshine that he was drinking that I wanted no parts of it. And he's trying to pass this shit to me the whole time, like it's a blunt. I'm like, nah, man, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Because I got my blunt right here, I'm about to, you know, toke up and uh, you know go through some Doc Rich and possibly something else I tried to go through Undead Chronic with my cousin earlier but the video itself was pretty regular considering the fact that I went through uh, the Sugar Tits woman and her video that he actually went through ironically enough Um, so we'll just go into the political discussion 
keep things going along with the uh, political or critical political theory episode that I did earlier. I believe I shared that. I at least have something to share as well as the morning show for today. This, of course, is a late night edition in which most late night episodes will be uploaded the following morning. And I don't mean the morning when I'm done this episode because it's already close to 11 now. I see myself easily going through an hour. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Doc Rich, a major change is coming. Let's see what that change is all about. We've got an important topic of discussion today that um, I would like all of America to see and to hear. Okay, Um, so please watch this to the very end. Like it, share, comment, leave your thoughts and your opinions. You know, help out with this YouTube algorithm. Share it with your friends and family. Because there's something about this entire situation that's happening that we're going to dive into today that I don't think enough people are really discussing, right? And one of those big things, and one of the things that I want to do in this video... Sound fucking up again. If this does this one more time, I'll just boost the audio in the car, and I'll just do it like that, because I'm not really trying to fool around with this volume the whole episode. Extend an olive branch to our other brothers and sisters. I'll dive more into that at the end of this video, so please stick around. I've got one clip that I'm going to show you guys, and then uh, I've really got three clips I'm going to show you guys. There's one long clip I'm going to show you here at the beginning, and two, you know, after that, and we're going to get into my olive branch, okay? So stick around, and let's dive in. And tonight, we sense the winds may be shifting on the policy front as well. The warning again delivered via a Washington Post column written by another prominent globalist, Fareed Zakaria. Biden's efforts have amounted to band-aids on a massive open wound, he says, about immigration. Uh, The president must use the power he has to stop asylum seekers while the system tries to process the millions of cases outstanding. Wow. Now, that's coming from Fareed Zakaria, and that is huge. Now, his words when I was reading this sounded like they were ripped out of an old angle from 2021 when I was warning that an open border would break America and break the Biden administration. He said, you know, it's funny because I do remember her saying that. And here's the thing. Given the circumstances, that may be the case. And what do I mean by this? Well, given the circumstances of immigration and what immigration means in this country and what it would mean to the Democratic Party for allowing such people in and giving them such rights to vote. This can be seen as an aid to the Democratic Party, but um, the bad part about it is most of their party is turning on them because of it. The migrant crisis is exposing democratic policy weakness at every level. An administration that is scared to take on its progressive wing, right to shelter rules that are utterly unworkable in New York and Massachusetts. Now, that is quite the about face from a columnist and CNN host who just a month ago or so declared that there was no border crisis because the Biden administration's border plan worked. So in one month, Zakaria went from no crisis to we must change course. So what the heck happened? By the way, back in 2018, Zakaria was dabbling in the usual liberal invective when he <laughs> examined the motivation of all of us border hawks. 
Some of this might be rooted in racism, but it also represents a kind of heightened nationalism. A more- and this is where the poison begins. He mentions racism and then immediately after mentions what? You guessed it, nationalism. This is the problem that we have as a country. A man, black and white, cannot be proud of his country without being considered a racist, especially a white conservative. He can't show pride in his country without being considered a white nationalist or a white supremacist. This is the problem. And goofy liberals like this guy sits back and tells you who's the white nationalist and who's the Nazi. Get the fuck out of here. Emotional conception of the nation. And immigration has become a proxy for that gut feeling. The sense of the country must be able to define itself, choose whom it will allow to come in, and privilege its own citizens over foreigners. Of course, racism isn't what's at play here, but he got that last part right, and I'd go further. We believe America's future should be determined by its own citizenry, not by a cadre of elites who want both cheap labor and to permanently change our electorate by turning our nation into what Teddy Roosevelt warned would become what? A polyglot boarding house if borders were not controlled. Of course, far left politicians like AOC, well, they just want to streamline this never ending illegal uh, population coming into the country. She spoke today, but they weren't all adoring fans in the audience. Listen. Allow for work authorizations so that folks in here can get to work and start supporting themselves as soon as possible. The faster that folks can access the work that they're asking for legally. My question for AOC is she believes that. A lot of the people in this country are racist, right? And they're doing all these bad things in this country to prevent those from succeeding. So now, how is it possible that the same person who would say all this will now ask and, in some cases, demand that these new citizens that nobody know anything about, technically not even citizens, let's be honest here, no documentation, no nothing. Aliens, essentially. Now have the right to just jobs and opportunities just like that, huh? So you mean the homeless population, the people that are living on the street, American citizens, they don't mean shit. But these other people from other walks of life out of the country mean more than the average person struggling in this country. Got it. How does she like them apples? And Jerry Nadler got an earful as well. We welcome immigrants here. And our city is a testament to the many immigrant communities that have shaped their past and are propelling us into the future. That's me. You know, it's funny that he's saying we welcome immigrants here when you have your constituents in the background saying close the board. First of all, he has his constituents and he has his people living in communities way away from where they're dumping these people off. That's number one. People like AOC, um, who would probably side, well, who do, who does side with this. Um, somebody like, who knows, Bernie Sanders may side with this. But where do they live at? Oh, they live far away. They live far away from the general public, let alone the city. 
So, yeah, they'll be dumping these people in a neighborhood near you, but they're in their gated communities. Idiots. So who actually welcomes them? Is it the people or is it the politicians? I would beg to say that uh, it's the politicians, not the people. And this country is supposed to be run by we the people. But I, I guess Democrat politicians don't believe in that. But let's continue. Stick around. Like I said, I've got a very important message that I really want to touch on um, at the end of this clip. So New York, my friends. Now, these Democrats care more about the border crashers sucking up city and state resources than they care about American citizens and legal immigrants struggling to pay their own bills. American dream will not be bullied into submission today. We will continue to fight for the American dream. We will not be bullied. We will not be pushed into a corner. Now, wait. Bullied and pushed into a corner is exactly how the American people feel over the border issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but here's the problem. And I said this from the very beginning because I don't promote violence, especially at this level of where the American people get mad at the people coming into the country. Instead of prioritizing your anger and your hatred towards the Democratic Party that allowed these people into the country, you people, the last thing you guys should be doing is losing focus on the primary. You're getting caught up in a secondary and it's the people that are already here. Trust me, they're the ones nine times out of ten that will be doing the bullying. Trust me. Maybe it's a issue that they're trying to create. Um, violence, chaos, destruction, whatever they want to do. So they can make the Republicans or make those who are not liberal seem crazy and seem just completely set on uh, being racist. But when it hits the black communities, it will be a different discussion. When you have black folks in Chicago talking about they need to build a wall, then it becomes a problem. I keep coming here. If the entire world knows that they're giving everything for free in Queens and in Manhattan, there's going to be a line from here all the way to South America. It's never going to end. We need to close the border. We can't afford this. Our city is going to go bankrupt. How are we supposed to raise families here? And they're calling us racist. They're calling us white. Yep. And, and by the way, when this does happen, which is already happening, eventually they're talking about the dollar just completely just falling from existence. Now, people out there who would call themselves, quote, conspiracy theorists, end quote, will believe at that time the dollar will crash. They will create a global um sort of a global electronic currency that is based on our identification, our driver's license, our social security number. They will implement the social credit score, which is from communist China, which keeps track of everybody that comes along. Face recognition cameras, 
You're talking about scanners everywhere, uh, people who are convicted felons, people who are criminals, people who've committed crime. Their names will be displayed where they go. We're talking like born identity, next level shit. And when this does happen, the conspiracy theorists say that this is when the mark of the beast comes. Where it is a representation of uh, continuous payment or sort of your paycheck or whatever being put on this card that is an RFID chip that will get you the things that you need from the store. And this chip that is in your hand can be scanned at the front and it can be used for purchase and things of that nature. Some people say, oh, well, that's crazy. It's already being done, cocksucker. It's already happening. Jobs have already started doing it where they get the RFID chip put into their their hands. And it is used to open doors, unlock doors in the facility. Um, it can be used as currency to get the... Um, it's used as currency to get drinks and things from the vending machine. They're already implementing this. And the immigration issue, the migrant issue, will only be used, will only be using them as essentially cheap labor because since they don't have money and everything will be electronic, they can easily transfer cash into different people's accounts by doing this if they decide to do it. But that's just a conspiracy theory. Americans see what's happening here, and many now feel like they're second-class citizens in their own country, like we're strangers in a foreign land here. No American in his right mind supports what's happening now. Just this week, in one day, 9,100 migrants crossed the border in Arizona, <laughs> 7,400 of them illegally, and those are the ones we know about. That's it. Kiss the country goodbye. Kiss the country goodbye. Bye-bye. America as we know is finished. It's not... It's not the white man's fault. It's not the black man's fault. It's not the Mexican man's fault. It's not the brown man's fault, the yellow man's fault, the red man's fault, the orange man's fault. It's government. And I don't care how this sounds. It's government. They're responsible. Yet nobody is brave enough and bold enough to stand up and say they're responsible. Nobody is challenging them and telling them to speak up about the shit that they allowed to happen to this country. Some people, they just sit back and, you know, for whatever reason they come up with, they just allow this shit to happen. I mean, the people in New York, I mean, if we're only being honest, I mean, the people in New York, people in California, people in Chicago, they've been voting Democrat for decades. Now, for the first time in a long time, 
And in a very effective matter, they are getting just a crash course reality check on the things that they voted for. When you have Joy Behar telling the people that the economy is actually doing better than what we think it is one minute and then the next minute saying that the migration issue in New York is becoming a big deal and they need to stop bringing people over here. That's saying something. Now, of course, she mentioned climate change and all this other bullshit. Typical liberal uh, jibber jabber, typical liberal BS. You know, shit that you can just easily excuse because they're fucking lunatics. But yeah, everybody's starting to pay attention to what's going on. And and since I'm in the East Coast, I would only talk about New York because New York is pretty much right above me, essentially. Not not really, but pretty much right above me. And uh, shit is going on in Arizona. Shit is going on in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Shit is going on in San Antonio, Texas. It's going on everywhere. Especially at the border. They're coming in. And they're like they're like shipping them to New York. Others have got away. Sources told Fox that agents apprehended over 7,400 illegal immigrants at the border on Tuesday when combined with the encounters at the ports of entry, that number hit 9,100. Now, no wonder the issue of immigration has become such a problem now for Biden. Because in the most recent CBS YouGov poll, a whopping two-thirds disapproved of his handling of immigration. Only 34% approved. Among Republicans, 91% disapproved. 74% of independents disapproved. But out-of-touch Democrats, somehow 66% of them think scenes like this are just fun. That's how you know the Democratic Party is done. They're through. The 40% who disagree, they wanted to agree, but they just don't. Meaning they look at Trump and see Trump as bad because he's actually doing good. They're not they're not they don't hate Trump because he's actually a bad politician. It's very difficult to explain. They hate Trump because Trump was able to do things in four years that most politicians weren't able to do during their whole careers which is actually bring change, positive change to the economy, the unemployment rate, and everything else in between. So it's not that they hate Trump because he's dumb. They hate Trump because he's everything that Biden isn't. And the people in Atlanta, I mean, not the people, but, you know, the, the, the mayors and shit in Atlanta, whatever her fucking name is, some broad. They don't want Trump even at this at, at the running because they know it's going to be a problem with Biden. If it's down to Biden and Trump right now, Biden is getting mopped. He's getting mopped up. It's over. But anything can happen within a year. So that's why I tend to I don't. I don't try to be superstitious when it comes to the election because these people can do anything. It's getting better, though. Looking good. 
Those numbers are worse than they appear, by the way, because as I intimated at the outset, Republicans' opinions on Biden's handling of immigration broke down along partisan lines. Which brings us back to Zakaria. He's smart enough to see that this situation isn't sustainable. He's not a dummy. It's not sustainable politically or practically. And the angle believes that the White House may be, may be considering a move to at least have the appearance of tightening things at the border. Now, just so you understand this, this is not because somehow Joe Biden, who doesn't think about anything, or any of the people, puppets, puppeteers controlling Biden, have some policy epiphany on the issue, but because it's become a huge political liability to them in both the presidential race, but I think it's becoming a liability down ballot as well. But the fact is, the damage that this open border has already done to America, it's incalculable. Democrats who don't listen to Zakaria and don't reverse their stance on this should never be allowed near a position of power again. Now, as promised, I have something that I want to show you guys. And, you know, I, I, I don't think enough people are really touching on this topic of things. So I'm going to show you guys these two clips and um, then I'm going to say what I need to say. And see, this this is the problem that we have in our country. And I'm 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 assuming that Doc Rich is going to talk about something similar to what I'm about to bring up now. You got to realize the history of our country as Americans. The Italians, the Irish, and these other people from Europe who came to this country dealt with the same criticism. I repeat, I'm going to say this again. The white folks today who are Irish, Italian, European, ancestry, have ancestors who hopped on a boat, who got into this country to find a better life, and to do something with themselves. They dealt with the same criticism, having other white settlers already in the country, born in the country, telling them to go back to where you come from. They were treated like shit. They had to prove their worth in the country. They had to work. They had to fight. They had to grind to get to where they were at. So... In a similar way, these people are different because they are giving a free pass to come into the country. The other people who came here legally had to go through the system. The system is the way that the immigrants become citizens of this great country. And it's either you're a legal immigrant or you are a alien. You are an illegal alien. You are a unknown 
and the great states of America. Here's the problem. We tend to we tend to live so far ahead that we forget what was behind us. The people who were involved in this great country, the United States of America, were in fact people from outside of the country. You had the paintings, you had the masonry, you had the sculptors of Italy. You had the Irish coal miners. You had all types of different nationalities and people to incorporate this great country that we have today. That being said, we shouldn't focus our anger and our hostility to these people who are only getting, who are only taking the opportunity that's given to them, really can't be that mad at them when you got a party that's allowing the shit to take place. get to cut the line in front of millions of people waiting they're waiting to come to america the right way but they get like pushed in front the migrants the illegal migrants they get everything they put them first but america's americans last we need to be america first not americans last oh america first uh is that donald oh yeah that's donald trump that's that's donald trump's uh slogan right america first remember remember when um CNN and all those white liberals and blacks liberals as well, treacherous human beings that said that America first was racist. As if we don't live in America, as if we shouldn't prioritize what we have for ourselves. Now it seems that these people and these democratic fucking blue zone hot zones are mimicking are pretty much using Trump references, building the wall, um, securing the borders. This all sounds like conservative talk. This sounds like a Republican, but these are all Democrats. Do you think that AOC was responsive to messages like this? No, she cut her little press conference early because of us. She kept on talking the same thing. Housing for migrants, work for migrants. Yep. But what about our homeless veterans? What about our homeless yep. Americans? She puts them, puts the migrants first, us last. My well said. Well, the reason behind that, ma'am, is pretty simple. And I made this point earlier. AOC and these progressive socialites, they hate America. It's not a secret. Like, they hate America. So they would rather give unknowns the opportunities that people in this country deserve. There's people that are struggling and shouldn't be struggling. And they're not struggling because they're not working hard enough. They're struggling because they're not getting paid enough. The taxes, 
these people coming into the country, all of our money being brought to the Ukraine. This isn't a conservative talking point. This is an American talking point. This is a this is a nationalist talking point. This is a country first, America first talking point. Even these bum ass, weak, spineless liberals, I speak for them because at the end of the day, when this country falls apart and we're heading in that direction, by the way. Socially, you can already say we're at a brink. We're at a brink of civil war and the civil war. It's a political the civil war that I'm talking about for those who are getting you know spookish right now getting a little spooky about it. The civil war that I'm talking about is more like a social information war between two sides of the aisle. Guys like me, I'm coming from the right, but I don't agree with many people on the right. I think we've became too tolerable to these people. We have to start distancing. We have to really start distancing, um, distancing. We have to put a distance between ourselves and the opposition. The reason I say this is what they're trying to do is start up some sort of racial, um, racial attack. What they don't want is which it will backfire on them. Mark my word. They're going to try to incorporate a white group of guys beating up uh, some migrants. They'll try to They'll try to probably uh, label them Proud Boys or something like that. But in all actuality, what's going to most likely happen first, it's going to happen in the hood. Niggas is going to be tired of it, and they're going to start fucking these niggas up. They're going to start. They're going to start getting beat the fuck up, dude. And look, they're not innocent. Oh, we're just going to live a new life. Like these niggas will cuss you out. They had incidences in Chicago where they're fighting. Migrants don't speak English. They out here swinging on niggas. Like, what do you think is going to happen? And if that shit happens and they just out here swinging on guys and motherfuckers blow their brains out, blow their brains away, take their breath away, pause. I'm not feeling sorry for them. Fuck these niggas. Because like I said, these niggas voted for this shit. They voted for it. Now y'all got to deal with it. Now you got Paco and you got all these other niggas on your, in your community. And like that woman said, yeah, they skipping the line. They getting all types of special treatment. They prioritize them over you, an actual American citizen. Although black people don't want to consider themselves Americans for some fucking reason. I have a problem with that. Y'all niggas can go back to Africa. God damn it. I'm sick of it. Y'all niggas can y'all y'all can go back to Africa with all that shit. I'm tired of it. Tired of it. Very well said. I've also got another short clip here uh, that I want to show you guys and um yeah, let's jump into that. I think that AOC, um, you know, when she came out and other members of Congress and they had this press conference, what did you think about their comments? They will never be allowed to walk down the streets again. Yes. They have destroyed our city. And New York, especially <laughs> Queens, is right, walking let's up. let's pull away from this. You think it's his bug? <laughs> oh, God. Yo, it got to be one guy, man. White dude was turned up, man. 
He's like, fuck this. These people destroyed our city. And he's out of pocket because he's talking about these people aren't going to be able to walk the streets again. Number one, they don't walk the streets. I don't know if this guy was born yesterday. These people fly over y'all niggas. They don't give a fuck about you. They ride past you in a limousine. All tenant windows. You don't know where they at. They don't give a fuck about you, your community, or your people. It don't matter if you're white, black, purple, or orange. If you're not a part of the establishment, you're not a part of them. And they don't give a fuck about you. You're a useless eater to them. And you're going to have to survive. They just come up with the rules. You got to follow them or else. See, that's the thing. You got lawmakers. You got politicians. The legislators and like the people that are connected to the politicians know that the politicians don't follow the rules. So they'll tell you that everything is going to change and you got to wear a mask. But when they go out publicly, they don't got a mask on. They're in a different league. You, you they're not they're not in that category of, you know, they got to follow guidelines and that. No, they got people that put those that put those actions in position and you and me as regular people, we're affected by it. It's like I remember uh, Nancy Pelosi three years ago. She was. uh, I got to go to the store real quick. She was. uh, She was going through her refrigerator. Keep in mind, this was during the pandemic. She was going through her refrigerator, showing all of the brands of ice cream that she has. And she loves ice cream. She can't live without ice cream. Now, keep in mind, people are currently at that time losing their jobs, wondering when their next check is going to come, wondering if they can get unemployment, wondering if they can survive throughout the fucking week. And you got this rich San Francisco cunt showing off her fucking refrigerator. Like, this is how out of touch these people are. Just to give you an example, they're out of touch. I think that New York and Queens especially has woken up today, ladies and gentlemen, I want to first say, you know, and and, and I, I get it right. Um, I know a lot of, you know, us Republicans in the back of our minds are thinking, well, we told you so. We told you we tried to warn you what was going to happen. But let me say this, guys. Today isn't the day for I told you so. In my humble opinion, it's not the day. I would like to today extend an olive branch to our Democrat brothers and sisters on the other side of the political aisle and say that you are welcome. You are welcome over here. I was once a Democrat myself and I've, I've recorded that entire journey, right? I think that's why a lot of you, um, you know, love tuning in because you got to watch the journey of me, you know, figuring out what the truth actually was, me being super open to everything, right? Trying to discover what what is the truth about all of this? But yes, I, I, I would like to extend an olive branch to our Democrat brothers and sisters and say, you are more than welcome over here. There's more than enough room for you over here. Um, I know you're... All right, so this was not what I thought he was going to say. I, number one, 
do not consider myself a Republican. I do consider Republicans to be more of an ally than a Democrat. But me, honestly, no, I don't consider myself a Republican. But... I don't, it's not that I disagree with what he is saying because I'm not a Republican to disagree. I have conservative views and my conservative views align more with Republicans. That being said, I don't think this situation is going to be a situation where a lot of Democrats, more so than black people, will decide to um, change parties and all this shit. Even the Democrats who support Trump, they support Trump. They don't support Trump the Republican. Even the so-called Republicans that support Trump, they don't support Trump as a Republican. They support Trump in general. I think that's why the political movement is more, it's more concrete when the people who support um, Donald Trump aren't in fact aligned with any party. They're aligned with the message. And that message has a purpose that goes beyond a party system. See, that that is what that's what creates the phenomenon that is Trump today. That creates the sensation that is MAGA today. It's not it's not this um super Republican wave. You don't see your typical Republican Trump supporter. You see people of all ways of life supporting Donald Trump. Alright? I want to play the rest of this. I gotta go to the store real quick. If this does end, matter of fact, let me do something real quick. Just so I can, uh, protect this recording uh, I'll put a beat on after okay be right back tired of being lied to bamboozled tricked and put last over here you're put first Americans first the way that it should be right so um, I would say I hey, listen Share this with all of your Democrat friends, <clears throat> family. I want all Democrats to see this. <clears throat> You're welcome. You're more than welcome on our side, right? And I say side, you know, politically, right? We're all on the same team at the end of the day, but you get what I mean. On our side of the political aisle, you are welcome. What, what I'm seeing happen to, you know, some of our great, once great Democrat cities is, is absolutely terrible. It's disgusting. We've checked out the people in Chicago who are who are absolutely livid about the 
situation that's going on there and their Democrat politicians, you know, um, basically putting them last as well. Uh, we've seen what's happening in, in California where they're being put last as well, you know, and, and it's just a really unfortunate thing. And I, I, I really do hate to see it. This ain't the time for I told you so's. This is the time for us all to come together and unite, unite against these terrible policies and these terrible politicians who put on a front and try to say, oh yeah, we care about you, we love you. And you know, the guy, the, I, I, don't, I don't even know who the gentleman was earlier in the video who said, you know, the American dream will not be pushed into a corner or backed into a corner. The American dream is dead. It is dead. It's gone, flat out. I hate to even say that, but it, it's dead. There, 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 there's no possible way the average person can achieve anything close to what the American dream actually is with the cost of living the cost of everything you got you got crisis on top of crisis on top of crisis on top of crisis I mean it's just absolutely ridiculous at this point it's time we unite and stop this mess stop it it, it has to end otherwise we won't have a country anymore and I do believe that uh, we will unite I have seen videos and I've shown you guys videos of Democrats saying for one, I didn't leave the left. The left left me. I dropped a YouTube short just yesterday. Just yesterday of somebody saying that. Just yesterday, right? And of course, I have more. I've dropped compilation videos with people saying that, right? Or of people saying, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Donald Trump, but now that I see what's actually happening, I'll be voting for Donald Trump in the next election. So once again, to my Democrat brother. All right, so luckily I got back in time. I'm kind of surprised that that was his olive branch, I guess, but it is what it is. I personally don't, I don't know how I can say this without being an asshole. I think, yes, people should come together regardless of whatever walks of life you live, whatever. Um... Racism shouldn't be an issue. Like I'm, I'm, I'm with like all of that shit. Racism shouldn't be an issue. Um, but the whole Democrats and Republican gunk coming together thing, I just don't. I can't support it, and the reason why is it's unrealistic to me. Because people, people are naturally, people naturally tend to divide on certain issues the people who hated Trump 2016 nothing's probably changed for them except they just realized Trump was the better person do they like Trump no they probably still hate Trump and realistically if they had a choice Trump wouldn't even be a person on the category, on the box. Wouldn't happen. So no, I don't I don't see the whole peace and harmony thing with Democrats and uh, Republicans. I see sort of a compromise where like, like, it's the people who, like the never Trumpers, right? The Ben Shapiro's, guys like that. Like, realistically, 
and I'm saying this just as someone who likes Trump and someone who supports Trump, I don't, I don't see much that's going to get me to not support Trump. In other words, how people felt about Hillary, regardless of all the corruption that Hillary was involved in throughout the years, decades, really, um, people still stood by Hillary, especially over at Donald Trump. It was just Hillary wasn't fortunate enough to get enough momentum to beat the great white hope, Donald Trump. So what happens is regardless of where people are in power, Because, like, people knew about Biden way before Obama. And they hated Biden from there. From the 70s, they knew about Biden and they disliked Biden. In the 80s and 90s, known for uh, plagiarizing uh, speeches and, and taking people's talking points. I mean, literally copying people's speeches. We're talking Bobby F. Kennedy. I think we were talking about the prime minister at that time of, uh, forgot where, Scotland, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. Biden was known for ripping off motherfuckers' speeches for decades. Nothing's really changed for somebody like Biden. Besides the opportunity. And like niggas know, niggas know like a a nigga like Biden, somebody's operating for him. He doesn't have to operate. People simply operate for this nigga. And so so most people know with somebody like a, a Joe Biden You know, he's somebody who has other people call the shots for him. A lot of people made the rumors. A lot of people joked around. And I'm starting to believe it more and more. That Barack Obama is the one that's pretty much telling Biden everything going on. And who knows? Nobody can verify it. Nobody can prove it. But it's something interesting. I just pulled back up, had to grab some water from the store. I'm about to go on YouTube right now in a second. I'm hoping this shit doesn't stop, but if it does, then fuck it. I'll just end it off there, but I'm not trying to do that. Go to YouTube, get rid of this sound. I did not want to do that. And it just reopened sound for no reason. So we'll get rid of that. Make sure I'm still recording and we're shy of an hour right now. It is actually 1141. What do we got? There's this bitch that that cooks. There's this Hispanic woman 
And all she does is cook regular food. She doesn't really cook really at all. She just makes regular food, but it's a it's like a, a Hispanic bitch who's about an eight or a nine. And that's all she does is cook food. Very womanly of her. I will give her that. It's very womanly to see women cook and actually be proud of cooking, like not be ashamed that, you know, she cooks. She likes to cook, right? It's okay, women, to cook. It, it really isn't. It's like it's really not that big of a deal. Trust me, it's fine. We're with you. You know, we want we want cooking. We want those things. Anyway, modern woman hits the wall and admits she will die alone. Jesus. If you hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, fellas. If you ask a lady on a date. And she travels to your side of town. A lady. Sunday morning. Hold up. This 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 faggot fucking sound keeps turning off. Hold up. Now I'ma I'm have to bring it back. Now I'ma have to bring it back. Fucking faggot phone. Fellas. If you ask a lady. Lady. And she travels to your Cunt. side of town across toll roads and Monday morning coast traffic. Pay for her fucking coffee and lunch for fuck's sake. Negative. Don't get to the end of the date and go, oh, I just normally split, split the bills straight down the middle. Yeah, because you ain't worth it. You ain't valuable. <clears throat> okay. You just ain't valuable. He came up with he came up with that on the fly. Yeah, that's fucked up for the guy to do. But he's just telling you like it is. Like this woman's a train wreck, by the way. Like, wow. Some of these women need makeup. She got no makeup on and it shows. Jesus. Aye aye. aye. Then cut. Fucking travel. The fuel and the tolls down the middle, you fuckwit. $20.75, my half came to. $20.75. I would have spent more than that in fucking travel. Pick up your fucking game, fellas. Seriously. Pick up your game, says a woman who's over the age 35, and if she ain't over 35, she damn sure looks it. You got to pick up your game, guys. I would tell men to pick up their game and not talk to bitches like you. See, that's what I would do as a man. Yeah, pick up your game, mean, meaning don't deal with bitches like this. Seriously, seriously, assess the situation. I'm not saying pay for it all the time. I'm not saying that. But seriously? $20.75? Yeah, that's all you. Tight ass cut. I hope she said all of that to the guy she went on a date with. Nine times out of ten, no. Instead of just ranting and raving about it on TikTok. I highly doubt it. Thank you. Thank you. This is what my friends who are married don't understand. First off, it is so difficult to have been single throughout the entire pandemic and go through that profound trauma all alone without some kind of support system. <laughs> and I also think it's difficult that you're no one's priority. Like there isn't 
there aren't really people checking up on me in the same way as if you have someone to come home to. I don't have a partner. I've been single for at least like what, almost like four years since November of 2019, whatever, how long, long that is. Good. And it's just so difficult because Good. you realize that you have to be your own knight in shining armor, that there's no one coming to save you, that there's no one. Like a man? Is she trying to compare herself to a man? Because that's men. If you took the pandemic seriously as a man, it must have been a real tough time for you. But then again, before the pandemic, how much company did you have in the beginning? That's a question. But see, women like her, and she's over the limit. She's done. She's fried. It's over for her. It really is there for you like you just you're alone at the end of the day and it's so much harder to go through the ups and downs and tumultuousness of life when you don't have companionship and you don't have a partner and it just it sucks that's right nobody is coming to save you the only option you have is to buy a cat Ugh. like this woman it's lucky time max want to go in the walks oh this woman, it's a video, we're watching a video. This woman has a um, uh, a baby stroller and a cat. She has a cat strapped in, guys, to a baby stroller. Women, don't don't be this woman. Out, women out there, don't be this woman. If you are this woman, it's over for you. It's like we joke around, incels, the manlets, subhumans. You know, these guys, they got receding hairlines by the time they're like 20. Like they're 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 defeated. They know they're defeated. They're they're not they're not holding on to cope and just false uh, optimism. They're done. These bitches, this bitch pulled out a whole fucking stroller, my nigga. Had a fucking cat jump into the stroller like a goddamn child. This is embarrassing. Western women. Ridiculous. Is she really out here walking? Oh my God. How sad and embarrassing does it have to be for a woman to cope on such a low frequency that she has to have a baby stroller with a cat inside. Do you understand? It's like you ever see white people. It's white people that do this shit. I'm not trying to be racist. It is what it is. You ever see white folks that walk their cat? They, they literally have a leash around their cats. Do you know how stupid y'all look? I just want to say, like, do you know how stupid you look as a human being. This has nothing really to do with race. It's just white people do this shit. Y'all be out here walking cats. Y'all got a cat on a leash. Is this like what are y'all doing? Like, come on, let's evaluate. Let's let's really do some critical thinking here. With cat, like, stop it. Bitch got the whole cat inside of a stroller, zipped up. Like, it's what are you doing? Like, if I was a police officer, I would fuck with her just to fuck with her. Just because she's an idiot. Isn't this just the saddest thing you've ever seen? She's treating the cat like it's her baby. 
Do you want to go sit outside for a little bit while mommy cleans? You want to go outside? Okay, jump in. Get in your stroller. Come on. We'll go. Get in your stroller. Get in. Get in. Get in. Get in your stroller. Good, girl. Good job. I know. Get in your stroller. Why is she calling uh. herself mummy? This cat already has a mum. Well, I'm not going to go too hard on women who who act like this to animals because I do think women just have that natural tendency to be that. Even if it's not to a human being. And I know this is fucked up to say, but trust me, I know. You ever met a woman or dealt with a woman who loves animals more than humans? I'm sure you have. You probably just don't know it. Um, these women really prioritize their dogs and cats over other people in their lives. Most of these women are, in fact, over the age 35. It is. It, it should be noted that that is the case as well. But it's the same when, like, kids. This is just my belief. A kid that has a dog or a cat earlier on in life learns how to take care of the cat, learns how to have responsibility, walk the dog, feed the dog, shit like that. They're well organized and better organized to one day become mothers and do that at a maternal level. Now, I'm not saying that this is always the case, but in a lot of cases, it's true. That being said, the opposite of this would be a woman who never had kids, had the opportunity to have kids, but just never took the opportunity, and now treats their dog and cat like, you know, humans. They dress them up. Um, they put them in baby strollers. It's, it's, it's fucking retarded. It doesn't make sense. Um, and it's definitely not her. Despicable. Uh, uh, despicable. All right. We got some more. We got some more. We're going to at least play one more. It's uh, 11.53 and the place to be seven minutes till midnight until Sunday. I don't want to play a clip that's too long, but I want to play something with just enough spice. Just enough spice. So we can wrap this shit up. Um... What do we have, man? All these long videos, man. Like, any other time, I wouldn't be able to find any of these videos. Like, when I'm trying to do, like, an episode over 45 minutes. Latest juice. Modern women need a reality check. I don't need these ads, though. So, we're going to turn that down trying to get through this last little video here it's 11 minutes but depending on how it is i may not go through all of it i have something that i need to say i am you know what i have something that i need to say i am tired i am tired of the men that just don't go for it they, they're just so scared they think that they're gonna get rejected when it's like bruh like just take a freaking chance i a woman should always be reminded, especially of modern women today, um, the woman like her on TikTok, 
Men are not intimidated by you. They are irritated by you. I am tired, sick and tired of this, excuse my language, this pussy energy. And you see what I mean by that? Men are irritated by what? Do you understand? Like, did I, did I, do I need to play that back? Yeah, I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back. Yeah, because I'm not going through all this. I'll bring it back just to prove to you that men are not intimidated by this woman. She has a, she has a moon face. She has a very, like, un, unsettling, like, shape. Like, she has an egg-shaped head. It's very unsettling. She has sort of the Tyra Banks five head, and she's white. So it's just not a good look on her. Guys, trust me, they're not intimidated by you. There's guys who are, like, thirsting for a vagina. They're thirsting for puniyiti, the way that Undead Chronic will say. They are thirsting for the vag, right? You know one thing that they're probably not doing, right? They're not being intimidated by women like this. This is a woman that a guy would just try to shoot her shot with because she ain't really much to begin with. This is the type of woman she is, all right? So keep that in mind. Also keep in mind that when women don't get their way, their only way of going about it is shaming men and saying that men are pussies for not approaching them. But let's bring this back. Hold on. You know what? I have something that I need to say. I am tired. I am tired of the men that just don't go for it. They, they're just so scared. They think that they're going to get rejected when it's like, bruh, like, just take a freaking chance. I am tired. Sick tired of this, excuse my language, this pussy energy. I want to be approached. I definitely want to be approached. I would love nothing more than a guy to approach me, to have the balls to come up and say, hey, how are you? Genuine question for you guys. You see a pattern here, guys? I'm going to ask that again. Do you notice the patterns? Are you picking up on the patterns? Men need approach. Men need balls. Men are being pussies. Why aren't men approaching me? Do you understand how that sounds? That's like me saying, bitches ain't shit. Bitches are prostitutes. Where are the good women at? Why aren't women talking to me? I hate all women. That would be like me saying that. Doesn't make sense, right? Something's not adding up. Guys, what happened to men being the pursuers? Y'all don't chase anymore. One thing I just... As if men should be chasing to begin with. Moving on. Genuinely do not understand is why guys don't approach girls anymore, like while they're out at the bar. Maybe guys just don't approach me and that's like a personal problem I need to address at a later date. All right, y'all, here's a question. Why men don't approach women anymore? Hmm, glad you asked. Well, for a woman like this, who's just loud, not really the easiest, doesn't seem like the easiest person to talk to. Seems to be a cunt, actually. Um, yeah, men are probably not talking to you because you're a cunt. That's probably probably one of the many reasons. It's my assumption. Let's get into it, family. 
Happy Saturday, everybody. Number one, the fear of rejection. Women today, as we know, have some unrealistic standards. Some women. Plus, he has a six-pack, six-figure, and is six feet. You can't talk to him. Number two, it's not just about the fear of rejection. For some men, it's the fear of being labeled a creep or a predator because the man that's approaching you isn't your type. But because he's interested in you, he agreed. Come on now. Number three. Yeah, but y'all, see, this woman doesn't realize that she's a woman and she's a part of the problem. <laughs> she can be addressing the issue however she wants. And like I said before, these are the type of pick me. Um, uh, what's that one bitch's name? Sugar tits type of woman where it's like women should do this more and do that more. But I'm also a woman, but I'm above these other women. So they have to. They have to make themselves a unicorn to prove a point. They can't just be an average, everyday woman. It, it doesn't work like that. Just like, like, keep listening. Watch. Online dating, which has made it so men don't have to get rejected in person. Number four, social media. Now you can just run up in somebody's DM. You don't have to have communication skills. I think all this technology and everything has made our communication skills terrible, y'all. Terrible. And last, we've seen how women will reject men in unnecessarily rude ways. It's okay to not be interested to try to embarrass them. Y'all, we gotta stop. In the past few decades, a lot of things have changed in the society which has been spearheaded by modern women. I mean, Western modern women seem to have turned a lot of things upside down. Modern women have had their time and have really done a lot to society, family, and men for the past decade. They have changed the pure and original standard of a lot of things. They have ruined the idea of companionship, relationships, and family through their long list of horrible and selfish approaches to life. And as I believe what you throw in life, life will throw back at you. Over the years, men have observed modern women, and while some men have had to learn by experience the level of troubles and heartache these women are capable of delivering. I once came across a video where about five ladies accused a guy of sexual harassment Yikes. and then came forward to confess it was not true. They only did it because they hated the guy. I am yet to see a man that would go to that length of pettiness. In this video... Oh, no, there's, there's, worse, there's worse stories connected to that. Um, there was a story, I think, in some college, um, a man was falsely accused of sexual assault, if not rape. And the woman had had confessed after like maybe three or maybe it was like three to five months. But by that time, he already killed himself. Yeah. Yeah, it's happening a lot. These women can go out here and ruin a man's life. Do you understand me? I hate to say it, but bitches ain't worth all that. No disrespect. They just ain't worth it. Yo, I will be discussing why men are ditching modern women and the rise of passport bros and the response of modern women. Here are some of the things that modern women have done to men. Lots of modern women have gotten queen and boss lady garbage on their head. And nine out of 10, you ask, what kind of guy can they date? Says a lot of crap. A tall guy, nothing less than six foot. A guy that makes this amount of money and all sorts of bullshit. I'd stop it. So I would prefer someone who's over six feet. Honestly, I mean, definitely. All right, so this is a common issue. 
And it's only considered an issue because the judgment of women versus their reaction to no, I mean, their judgment, the judgment of women versus the reaction that they get from their judgment. When a woman says she wants a guy who's six feet tall, I don't consider that a bad thing. It's just if there's no guys who are six feet tall, she's just going to be shit out of luck. That's all that is. But my problem is if a man says I require a woman who's in shape. I require a woman with not much body fat. Then what happens to that guy? What is he labeled? You guessed it. Toxic. Yeah, you're toxic as a man for wanting a woman in shape. But a woman who wants a man who's tall with no exceptions. Well, what is she? Huh. Over six figures. You gotta be six feet, six figures. So a man that eight. So six, the six figures thing. We're going through the list quickly. All right. The six figure thing. Because we're already, it's already Sunday morning. This is how we get down, man. It's midnight already. Um, the six figures thing is really just word of mouth at this point. One woman talked about a man making money. Then the next woman does it. And it's a hive minded activity. Women sit back and go. Let's talk about the high value man that I have no opportunity with. That's really what it is. Like, hey, let's sit back and talk about the men that we as women have no real option. We are not an option to these men. We are not a selection to these men. But let's pretend that we are anyway. And, you know, how how dare uh, a man say something about my cellulite and how fat and out of shape I am, but that man better be tall. He better be tall and he better be making six figures. Bitches are barely making 40000 a year on average, but she wants a man that's making six figures. 80000 That's too, that's, that's not the You remember what I brought up a couple of episodes, probably three episodes back now, where I said, even if every man was awarded six figures, every man in this country made six figures. I explained how even if that was the case, women would still go for the highest of those earners. There would still be a bottom, believe it or not, of guys who make less. She just said it. A guy who makes $80,000 a year, that ain't enough. She wants $100,000 plus per year. I style that's just not going to cut it. We're not going to go out to eat how I want. We're not going to be able to travel like how I want. We're not going to be, it's just going to be too many like limitations. And I don't like that. Everything about this video speaks about entitlement and selfishness, and it is ridiculous. A trans woman was said to commit suicide after she experienced how women treated men. She said, 
She felt frustrated and got into terrible depression. And she confirmed that it is hard for men because these modern women have a lot unreasonable items on their list of the kind of man they want. Hmm. But the shocking thing about this point is that these set of women have nothing of value to return to a man. They can't keep the home, they cannot cook, and they do not even know what it means to be a wife. They are just bunch of entitled and delusional women. Women are getting very, very, very picky. Very picky. It's like, you know, you got to make six figures. You got to have the nice car. You got to have the nice apartment that you keep really nice. You got to be a protector. And you see, my problem with women like this is really she's no different than the grifter in a lot of ways. Because, and like Brett Cooper and all these other women, what their problem is... You can't say that there's a modern woman problem one minute and then tell the men that they have to step up the next minute because you sound identical to the modern woman. You see, this is a tight rope that a lot of men walk, right? Where we have things that we need to say. We have things we want to say. We have to find the right way to say certain things and we want to be not sensitive, but we want to be aware of how people react. Now, I can't tell women that they should live better. I don't give a fuck what these women do nowadays. And I say this with all due respect. I can care less. I made my decision years ago to go the route that I'm going. I've been doing great ever since. Um... I just I just I just become more occupied with things that I love to do. Um I don't I don't believe that women of this degree I mean because you're you're held to that and I think that's men should do that more. If women are talking about being um if if women are talking about being provided for and having these things done for her. The man should hold her on a responsibility of doing things on the opposite end. The man shouldn't have to go out there and conquer the world, do everything for a woman who in return only competes, only a pizza guy competes with him. Or at the end, only becomes an added problem to what he's already going through and the shit that he already has to deal with. A man doesn't want to come home from his work, from his career, you know, from his job in general to another burden, another person complaining about what somebody isn't doing for him. You know what I mean? I don't think most guys want that. So that whole idea, like, yeah, women are extremely picky. But even if they come to terms of them being picky and making better better decisions, I think by that time, the, man, the men are just not going to have it. I hate to tell these women, but a lot of us guys really have a zero tolerance for that type of behavior. You know, you've also got to let me somehow run the house and be the boss of the house when it comes to big decisions. I mean, there's not, listen, you got to be really good looking. You've got to be in shape. And what I always say is, you know, when you make these demands, always look in the mirror and self-reflect. What are you bringing to the table? What are you willing to do? Do a proper, realistic self-assessment because otherwise you're only hurting yourself. 
you're gonna say, oh, these all these guys aren't good enough for me. I'm not even gonna give them the second look. And maybe there are some really good guys out there that maybe they're not a 10, but maybe you're not a 10 either. And maybe maybe a realistic assessment of that would. You're not a 10. What's like this whole 10 shit? It's such a misconception because number one, we all have our own looks and what we consider to be attractive. Most people will consider each other's pick to be similar. Like, oh, well, you think that woman's a 10? I think she's a nine and a half. And then the guy says, well, who do you think is a 10? And then he mentions a name. And then the guy says, well, I think she's a nine. So, no, nobody is going to be the 10. And the 10, the 10 in itself, let me just explain something to a lot of women. The 10 in itself is such a impossible beauty standard that a lot of you women created for yourselves. You've created this beauty standard. You've used Marilyn Monroe. You've used Kim Kardashian. You use Kylie Jenner and all these other women with um, cosmetic cosmetic surgeries. They all went under the knife. You're trying to be women who are fake. You as a real woman are trying to be women who are put together under a knife, fucking Frankensteins, fix it flat in the ass, failed BBL having bitches. Y'all look up to that. You've created the so-called 10 beauty standard. And what's puzzling is these women will blame men because we are supposed to be responsible or we're supposed to be accountable for what you want to look like. We don't give a fuck. That's like I heard a black woman one time say, well, see, we have to keep up. We, we have to we have to be presentable with these men. So we have to have the hair. No, you got to have your natural hair. You going in with uh, 10 fucking yards of, of yarn on your fucking head. That ain't that ain't presentable. Motherfuckers be killing me with that shit. Oh, I gotta go to work professional. Yeah, put a fucking hot comb to it and call it a fucking day. No, you wanna you wanna get a fucking wave cap and somebody else's hair put on your scalp. Calling the black man, calling the black man the self hater. You covering up your own scalp, covering up blemishes, trying to keep up with the Kardashians despicable open up a whole bunch of really wonderful opportunities for you that could work out really well this is one of the reasons why modern women are non-existential to men i mean they claim they want a certain type of man and the men that are available see that there is no need to approach someone that they do not meet their criteria and save themselves from embarrassment and rejection i believe where a man is not needed he should not be present there i mean no one applies for a job they do not qualify for. I always advise young men that are rich and have girls swimming around them. Some ladies even try to get pregnant for them. I say, do not try to settle down with a girl that wants to be worshipped, but she is not a goddess but a clown thinking she is some royalty, a queen without a king or kingdom. Another factor is that many men are attempting to play it safe by minimizing the possibility of being accused of sexual harassment as much as possible. Anyone who has been wrongfully accused of harassment will contemplate avoiding women entirely in order to prevent giving this type of charge a chance. There would be no one to accuse you of harassment if you... 
And look, this ain't, this isn't just regular guys going to work either. Although this is mostly from regular guys going to work. I mean, you got CEOs. You got guys in very prominent positions. When they meet with women in their office, they have cameras in their office. They keep a professional distance from the female coworkers in their office and in their working environment. Because it has been so it's been it's almost been like a crime the way that women take advantage of men even in the work environment. And when a man doesn't do something that the woman wants them to do, she can spread lies, she can gossip about the man, and she can blatantly harass the man. The man will less than likely go to a supervisor or go to uh, human resources. The same can be said in terms of marriages and relationships and domestic violence. When a woman is being abusive and she's putting her hands on a man, the man's not going to nine times out of ten call the police and file a complaint. It usually doesn't happen. But when these um, the information comes up where, for some reason, who knows, um... The numbers come out and it goes, oh, well, women are the ones affected by domestic violence. And it's actually not the case. It's just men are less than likely to call the police. So all the times that women would call the police would probably be situations where the man doesn't even lay a finger on her. She just knows if she calls the police and makes it seem like it, the man's leaving in handcuffs. Never had any contact with women at work. This may appear to be an extreme measure. Yet it is, in a sense, self-preservation. As of 2020, 20.4 million Americans has been falsely accused. Bingo. And 16% of the accusation is sexual assault. And Need I say more? And 62% of cases has women as the accuser. Bingo. We have seen cases of high-profile men, including many football stars, been accused of rape and sexual assault. This is the case of Benjamin Mendy, a former Manchester City that was accused of rape and attempted rape, which he eventually got cleared for. He was cleared, but he is unemployed after his Manchester City contract expired at the end of... Yeah, because that... <laughs> and that's that's how men get railroaded. And you got these situations where women will falsely accuse the men. And they said, what, 63% of the accusers were in fact women? Come on, do the math. This ain't about hating women. This is just, this is just about pointing out the issue. When you got guys who will say straight up, I do not, including myself, I talk about it all the time. I do not communicate. I, I do not have open conversations with women at the workplace about anything besides work. And because I don't really care about talking about my business of work with these people, I stay to myself. Most guys are like that. In my position, where I'm around, 
85% plus women, that's kind of how I need to carry myself. There is too many women, and I'm not saying this to be sexist, but there's too many women in one work environment to get caught up in their problems. It's just not in my uh, to-do list. June, but the club has stopped paying him in September 2021. Many more men have been caused to lose a lot. They have worked for, and because these women are supported by the modern society, all this women need is to record a short video while crying, and that is all that is needed to bring a pause to a man's life. Even when a man has not been proven guilty, he is already losing everything he has worked hard for. Remember the case of Johnny Depp, his ex-wife, only said she was abused in her marriage in an interview and everything turned upside down for him. Many of his deals and franchises he helped make a lot of money turned their back on him even while he has not been proven guilty. Damn. This is what society is yep. with the Me Too movement and all sorts of women, right? You do not get a chance to clear yourself before you get run over. And I am very sure that it is as simple as the alphabet, that the need to stay clear of these women is as important as it is for a man to get his life in order because that life could get taken away from you by a woman in need of money, fame, power, or just simply wants to ruin a man's reputation. The great Muhammad Ali was once asked what was his core practice that has aided his success, and he said staying away from clubs and the girls and being on your bed all by yourself by 9 p.m. How true is this when compared to many sports stars and successful men who didn't take this and fell into this trap? Well, to be fair, and I know enough about this, not really as a boxing fan, because I'm not a boxing fan. But I know enough about those type of athletes where they are, I don't know how to describe it. They're serious about not fucking with women while boxing or before a fight, after. They're, they're very serious about that shit. Never to get up again. For the last four decades, modern woman and feminist garbage has put a lot of men in trouble. Men have faithered kids that are not at their own, gone to jail, and have really had terrible times at the hand of modern woman, from rejection to gold digging and cheating on men and false accusations. Men have taught themselves to stay ahead of the modern woman petty game by totally staying clear of them, and they are now complaining and angry. Wow, nice ad. Instagram, that's cute. A little Instagram ad. Good old Instagram ad. I have this not even turned all the way down. Ain't that something? Let's skip that. Let me see if he uh, takes my sexy eyes or not. He's got to be So now you got women. And look, man, I... <laughs> I've been talking about this. So now you got women going on TikTok, going public, in public places, filming herself, checking out guys, seeing if guys look back at her. This is how far gone a lot of these women are. Crazy. He's not even looking at me, so I'm going to assume that I just, I'm just not his type. I think I'm going to say something. Are you looking for me? Yo, yo, 
<laughs> Yo. You did y'all hear that? This woman came up to the guy, had the audacity. And I guess I'll give it to her, but the only thing that gave her courage is the phone that she had in her hand. I don't know what it is about people where they feel more confident because they have a phone in their hand or they're just out and about publicly. Like, I feel awkward when I'm on my phone. Like, even right now, when I do episodes sometimes, I feel awkward because I'm talking to my phone, essentially, right? I'm talking to you guys, but I'm talking to my phone. Meanwhile, women are just so used to being in front of a phone. You got to realize a woman needs no mirror with her phone. A woman needs no mirror with her phone. Do you understand? So just by her watching herself walk around, she has that confidence. She goes up to the man and says, excuse me, sir. Sir, are you looking for me? And the man said, no, keep it moving. Yo, I got to keep playing that. And look at her face. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Yo, this is great. Yo, shout out to uh, Latest Juice, man. Holy shit. I got to play that back. Excuse me, sir. Um, are you looking for me? 